NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Every so often, we find ourselves with a scarcely believable opportunity to speak with an ornament of the game, uh, and today's one of those. So, Ray, I'm looking around. <laughs> someone on the St. Joseph's Cricket Club. Yeah. <laughs> About to intro them, but um, Sorry, we, are, we, are, we are sat here at the mighty St. Joseph's Cricket Club. Um, in rude health with seven men's teams, a women's team, 20 junior teams, and an all-abilities program. Um, and they were only too happy to make space for this interview once they found out who we were interviewing. Um, like so many, I regard this man uh, as the most authoritative commentator in cricket. Uh, he's certainly the voice of cricket in India. And I can tell you, in the, in the flesh and on the drive over here, I can understand why in 1992 he was voted the sexiest voice in Australian radio. Um, I'll tell and you still, why about And still that. remains. Um, I'll tell you but why not only that, that. So you've got a wonderful jawline, Harsha. Uh, I can see why people are, are drawn to that as well. And you have a very winsome smile I'd like to ask you about later on as well. Um, so with that in mind, it's a pleasure of a lifetime to welcome to the great cricketer Harsha Bogle. Harsha, welcome. I've, I've listened to some of your podcasts and they're irreverent. I'm just waiting for the respect to die and for your original <laughs> selves to emerge. <laughs> you know why? You know why she said he's the possessor of the sexiest voice? Two reasons. One is she never heard Indian accents before and she couldn't use that adjective about anything else about me. <laughs> so it's okay. It's a nice voice though. Uh, you have a lovely, it's a, it's a baritone voice and we've had the pleasure of hearing you sing just to warm up off air. We all sung together. <laughs> A barbershop quartet song. <laughs> it gets deeper as you get older. I, I promise you, as you get older, your voices will oh, get deeper too. Thank God. Was, was it always a nice voice though? Were you always blessed with know. a beautifully deep voice? I didn't know. I didn't know. I was, I was in my high school and the school principal was judging the school elocution and debate team. So five of us had to go and do a talk and he was going to select two of us. And next to my name, he said, good voice. And I said, who's that? Never, never thought of it that way. Never, ever thought of it that way. But just as the camera doesn't like me very much, I think the microphone prefers me. <laughs> Gee, you've done pretty well for someone who the camera doesn't like. No, it doesn't like. I look at people in front of camera and I see, I realize how hard I've got to work to look presentable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a very recognizable voice and a recognizable face, of course. In fact, um, just beforehand, a guy came up to you and said, Harsha, and he shook your hand. He, like, like your old friends. I can guarantee you had no idea who that person was. Um, mm. <laughs> look, I come from a country of a lot of people. That's true. Mm. Yeah. I've so if that. you're known, you're known to a lot of people. That's mm. true. If you're criticized, you're criticized by a lot of people. <laughs> so everything happens in large numbers. So where does, where, where does Harsha Bogle go to, to uh, you know, escape it all, to not be recognized? Because apparently it's not Geelong, because you're no. recognized here. <laughs> In, Indians have become great travelers. That's true. So everywhere you go now, you see Indians. And if you've been around for as long as I have, I left my walking stick behind. <laughs> if you've been around for as long as you have, there's somebody who will recognize you somewhere. Because after all these years, if somebody didn't, then you start to think, oops, did I do something wrong? <laughs> but when they're polite, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I'm Shah Rukh Khan or Amir Khan or I'm roaming, I can't walk the streets. No. In, in Mumbai, Mumbai is very cool. Mumbai's got such mega stars that you just slip under the radar. You're cool. Yeah, yeah. Since, since we, uh, as the great cricketer, started chronicling what we're titling the Asian century uh, after Rishabh smashed Hazelwood down the ground and, and knocked over our fortress at the Gabba, you, you've been, uh, I'd say, in the top two most requested guests uh, on Serious? this show. Seriously. Oh, yeah. That's because your show's going to India. Well, it is. Though, <laughs> there are Indian players who you would imagine would, would be more requested, but Harsha Bogle comes in. Uh, because so they high. know you can't get to the players. I'm reachable. 
Well, you know, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're working on that. Sometimes I mean, if, they said, if, if they said, can you get Virat Kohli on our show? You said, yeah, in the next birth when I'm born is Virat and they're born is Sam. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, every time somebody asks, just get Virat on the show. We say, if you, if you can give us his number, yeah. uh, that'd be great. Yeah. But yeah. I don't have it either. If, if that's where you were headed, no, I mean, uh, uh, cricket's such an emotional mm. game. You're like the, you're ultimately the, you're probably the chief narrator of cricket mm. around the world. Um, and, and we live in the age of the internet where like provocation is part of the business model. Uh, how do you maintain such popularity with people when really provocation is what sells? I think pro- provocation sells for a week a month, at best a year. Beyond that, I think the classic brands still sell. I'm not trying to point towards being a classic mm-hmm. brand, but I think the brands that endure are the brands that that are dignified. Mm. And I've always felt, maybe it's the wrong lessons I got early on in life, but it seems to work for me, that on television, I've, and I've told this to a lot of people, a lot of some, some people listening in my thing, I'm repeating myself, but on television, you go into people's houses. And... I mean, the two of you can be reverent sometimes, but when you go to visit people, you're still respectful in people's houses. And I've always believed that if people switch on a television set and I'm hosting a program on television, then they're doing me the honor of watching my program. I'm, I'm not telling them, listen, you don't sit there and watch me. So I've got to behave in a manner that is acceptable. It's dated. It's dated. I wouldn't recommend that to younger people in, in an internet era where you're looking at likes and mentions all the time. But that, that's, what, that's the television I was taught, and that's why I'm, I'm quite happy to stay with it. But I've been, I've been lucky, yeah. Well, speaking of the social media age, on Instagram, you follow Dinesh Kartik, Ashwin, and your wife. What are you trying to tell us? <laughs> I wish you'd put that in, in a different order. I started following my wife when she wrote a book because she wasn't on Instagram before that. I don't get Instagram. So I've got a couple of people who help me sort of with social media saying, this is what you should do and this is what you should do. And Twitter, I'm okay, but on, on Instagram. And I say, I forget. Because originally, I wasn't on Instagram because I thought it was all about taking your own pictures. And I don't have a good angle. <laughs> so how many, how many pictures of yourself do you post? That's I mean, I know people who say, when the light is that side, you catch the light. I've been in television all these years. I still don't know how to catch the light <laughs> what, what the right angle is. So I wasn't on Instagram. And already I was spending so much time on social media and on my phone. So I said, if I follow more people, then that's another thing I've got to do. Mm. So Dinesh Karthik, because I was doing something with him, Ashwin, I, was, I did an Instagram live with Ashwin. So I was on, I started following him, yeah. Uh, can, can you think it's of It's interesting a, you checked all that out. Yeah. <laughs> How many, is this 8.9 million Twitter followers? So you're doing pretty well with that. I think I caught the boom. Yeah. I think I got onto Twitter while it was booming in India and it, it, it just grew, it just grew. And I'll tell you a story. I, I didn't make my own account. There's a friend of mine who said, I think you must be on Twitter. I said, yeah, how does one manage that? I said, I know. So I just waited. Hmm. And then he said, no, you must be on Twitter. And then one day he just called and said, I've made a Twitter account. This is your handle. Just change your password. And that's how I got onto Twitter. And it became addictive. I think I do too much. So yeah. what's, your, what's your relationship to Twitter now? Because it's quite, the longer you spend on there, the more you realize it's so difficult to have any sort of nuanced conversation, which you can't really because of the limitation in... Um, you know, words you can use and, and also tone and inflection and all those things. But like, what's your relationship with Twitter now? I still try and read as many of the mentions as I can. On a match day, it's too many. So you can't always read them. But I pick up stuff from there because there's a, there, there are provocative people there, but there's also very sharp, perceptive people there. And they tell, they tell you things that you might have missed or they'll pick up something that you might have said. Some guy said, how, how much longer are you going to say, as well, on television? <laughs> oh, yeah. I said, oh, okay, I'll remember that as well. Uh. <laughs> so so you, you pick up little things. There's some very sharp, perceptive people there. So sometimes I just go through the benches. I, I, yeah. I run through the ones where they're saying, oh, wow, or they're saying, oh, damn, whatever. Yeah. Sometimes you pick up. So I, I try and do that, but I find I, I like the interactive nature of it. Mm. And... Sometimes you'd realize you get up every morning, just buy yourself another layer of skin and 
gets thicker and thicker as you go along. Yeah. Mm. So now I don't, I, I don't worry anymore about people abusing me or saying nasty things. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. Can you think of a moment when mm. uh, you re- like, you know, where you were just floored by how revered you are across the cricket world? Though, like, was it is it is it fans with selfies? Is it legends knowing you, or is it farmers and unemployed youngsters um, busted for running a fake IPL, conning Russian punters <laughs> into betting on it, and a guy from Meerut used as a commentator to mimic you? Listen, if, if somebody mimics you and becomes famous, good on him. But I'll, I'll be very honest, sometimes people don't like it when they're being mimicked. And I said, oh, that's not bad. If he's choosing to mimic me, I must be doing okay. Because all my life, nobody has mimicked me. Right. Nobody at all. I don't know if it's the intonation that's difficult or if it's the accent that's difficult. I don't know. Nobody's You've mimicked me. You've been waiting me. for someone to mimic you. Yeah. Now, now you're being yourself. <laughs> I, I, I can see the veneer, veneers going off. No, I, I wasn't waiting, but I didn't mind it. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. I didn't mind it. Just, 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 as, just as you... Just as you did the Akshar Patel stump story, I didn't mind that. I didn't mind that. That wasn't us. That was actually two um, actors. No, no. Uh, I thought so it was yes, a great yeah, piece of commentary, that, though. I mean, just, just yes. to, to, for, for those who missed it, no, I think Akshar okay. Patel kept hitting the stumps as he does, and I, I think you just made the point that he, he's in an ongoing relationship with the stumps. <laughs> it, it was just the, the extended metaphor was just asking for it, you know? I know. If I'd known that you guys are going to listen in, I'd probably have been a little more careful. With <laughs> no, you don't need to be careful. He is in one. I mean, he's going to destroy many stumps in the Australian tour of India I think uh, depends if you play for the turn yeah but Twitter has been fantastic for me and long long ago I'll tell you, even before sort of went into become, became as big as it was I remember one day my mother and her brother talking about how they were young kids in Lahore before partition would have been they, they came to India on an army train in sort of middle of 47 in India and partition happened in August of 47 and they were talking about where they lived in Lahore so I just put on Twitter and I said for all my friends out there this was this was their address in Lahore and my mother and her brother very keen to know if it's still there and there were people who went to that address knocked on the door told them that there's a friend from India who wants to know this took pictures of the house and sent them to me wow and I've given it to my mother and her brother and they're back to being little children looking, saying that yeah. window's still there, that road is still there. Yeah. But Twitter can do that to you. Yeah. Uh, Twitter is very, very interactive and very fast. It can, it can throw abuse at you as well if they don't like what you do. I mean, I've had my share of mistakes, but that's okay. Hmm. This is one of the great crossovers, I think, because um, not to call you old media, but more established media. It's and all right and, to call me old, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, we're, and we're just two guys from the internet, really. Yeah. Um, I started with a manual typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look up what that is later. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, wait, I remember, um, I was just thinking about like some guy um, um, impersonating you on that, uh, that fake IPL mm. thing. And I just like, the equivalent for us would be like some guy doing a reaction video for our live show and he's like watching us and he's reacting to it live. Mm. And it's like the most, one of the most bizarre things. He'll be watching this now. He'll be, he'll be doing a reaction mm. video to this, but it's like this real bizarre experience. where just like, just doing some shows. We're just talking to you, but then people are like actually watching it. It's odd. And people are now impersonating you. So, just no. one. I'll, I'll buy more. Just one so far. It's not a badge of honour, but it's okay. Um, uh, we just felt like the opportunity to talk to you meant that we, you know there's all these kind of uh, philosophical questions we want to ask you, or questions about the game. Um, having having a man of such wisdom here, and we've only really started covering Indian no. cricket uh, properly in the last few years. Uh, I, I feel like we're in a moment in Australia where. Uh, the, the general public is just starting to see the future of cricket take effect. Uh, the, the ascendancy of domestic franchise cricket, international cricket becoming a lower priority for um, yes. an increasing number of players. Not all, obviously. Like, as a man who's seen a fair bit of cricket, like, how do you see the health of the game at the moment? Financially in very good health where I come from. Mm. I mean, the BCC has just had a meeting and I, I looked at what their reserves are. <clears throat> Fair bit. And the mind goes back to 1983. <laughs> India won the World Cup. Yeah. And somebody said these players should get a cash reward. Mm. Except that the BCCI had no cash. And so one of our greatest ever singers, Lata Mangeshkar, actually did a live concert, didn't charge for it, did a live concert so that the money they earned from the live concert could be given to the players wow. as, as reward for winning the 1983 World Cup. Wow. To now, when people sometimes say, it's a two-hour flight. I don't want to go on a commercial flight. I'll just hire a jet. 
<laughs> Maybe it's not a jet, just a little private plane. So we've, we've come a very long way. So the health in India is very good because our population has become our asset. And when cricket is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, a lot of the sponsorship money gets directed there. So it, it's not in very good health in N minus three countries. It's in decent health in Australia, it's in decent health in England, it's in very good health in India, and it's in very poor health in all the other countries. And you see that reflected in the fact that they don't want to play test match cricket. Mm. And every time I say that, people think I'm anti-test match cricket. I absolutely adore, love test match cricket. But you've got to look at the reality that's knocking you on the door. That there's a lot of countries that cannot afford to play test match cricket because they're dependent on ICC money. They're not, they don't have enough money of their own mm. because their cricket economies aren't large. Economies might be okay, but the cricket economy isn't large enough. And so a test match is a loss leader. If you've got 100 rupees, okay, 100 rupees, 100 rupees in your bank, mm. and the test match is losing you 10 every time you host one, there's only that many test matches you can host. Mm. And the saddest thing is what's happening in South Africa where they're only playing two test series now. Mm because they can't afford to play more. The West Indies can't afford test match cricket. Sri Lanka can't afford test match cricket. So slowly they will start to think, okay, finally I'm running an enterprise. I know it's, it's, it's an enterprise, it's a social enterprise in a sense, but I still need to have head over water. Mm. So they'll start having more franchise cricket. What's happening in South Africa is a good example. They desperately need that league to be financially successful so that they have another source of income. I remember when India first started making money and people were very upset that India was flexing its muscles. And I wrote this article that upset a lot of slightly left-leaning people. And I said, everybody in power behaves the same across cultures. Everybody in power behaves the same. Whether it's the US Senate, whether it's India in cricket, whether it's, whether it's England, who believe they own the game and call their ground the home of cricket. So <laughs> I find that funny, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, no, we, we've got common ground on that. <laughs> I find that funny. I mean, J Jeffrey Boycott said to me on air once, this is the home of cricket. And I said, no, it's one of the homes. <laughs> the Sydney, Sydney cricket ground is a home of cricket. It's a, it's a ground, Eden Gardens is one of the homes, so whatever. So, <laughs> see, I keep going away. I forgot what I was saying. No, no, no. I, 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 wanna, <laughs> yeah, I want so to ask you about they that. Need that. Sorry, they need that T20 league to work. Yes. Because I, I'd said at that point that countries need to find their alternate sources of revenue mm. and not be dependent on either ICC money or an India tour. Because I think India was flexing its muscles with South Africa at that time saying we won't play now and we'll play some other time and we'll only play so many tests and mm. they were having to bend to accommodate India because that's where the television money was coming from and I said you must have alternate sources of revenue mm. because I worked in advertising and I'd seen an agency that I knew go bust because 80% of the revenue came from one client yes. and when the client moved the agency died. Yes. So a lot of people didn't like it thinking I was stirring the line but that's true. So anyway to cut a long story short I talk too much to cut a long story short you have to have these alternate sources of revenue, and that's coming from T20. Yes, mm. uh, I, I want to. I wanted to ask you about, uh, you know, attitudes that you observe from others as India rises uh, as a as a power in cricket or has risen. Uh, I, I listened, and I know you mentioned left right politics before. I listened, there was an excellent interview that Gideon Haig and Pete Lawler did with um, Ramachandra Guha two years ago, uh, just after you guys beat us. And uh, Ram's a historian. He says. That there have been three superpowers in the history of international cricket. England, the sole superpower from 1877 to 1977 till Kerry Packer. Australia from 77 to around 2000, 2005. And then the advent of the IPL, India to now. Uh, in Australia, like you, you had scenarios where summer was sacrosanct. Everybody had to come out here. Um, we destroyed everyone. There was jingoism, bad umpiring, hysterical oh, media. Oh, great, uh, great days. <laughs> but I, I wanted to ask you... With Australia's dominance now well and truly over, um, what are your observations of the way people from England and Australia feel about the ascendancy of Indian cricket? A younger generation, dare I say your generation, is cool with it. Mm. But there's a generation that lives in denial because they've seen, they've seen the time when England gave a, a sort of punishment posting. It was called a punishment posting. England actually gave a hardship allowance to their players when they came to India. <laughs> And I thought, wow, yeah. when, when we go to England and stay in the bed and breakfast, I don't get a hardship allowance. <laughs> but I'm lugging my bags three floors up with a TV on the wall and either you or your suitcase in the room, not both together. But, that, <laughs> but that's a separate story. Also, it's coincided with young India being far more confident of itself. My father's generation, look, my father was 20 when, Eng when the English left India. 
the English didn't just take away our wealth, they also took away our self-confidence. And so for my father's generation, survival was important. Mm. So if he got a job and he, he couldn't take a job that was uh, better in the long term, but was paying less at the moment, because as the eldest son getting in, as soon as he started earning money, the family started to see slightly better days. So you got a job and you held on to it for life. My generation saw a little bit of progress because my, when my mother started to work, we started getting two salaries at home, but you didn't have six pairs of trousers. You were okay, but you were two or three and you, made, you, you did okay with those. We saw the huge change, my generation. I started off on a salary from India's number one business school of 1,900 rupees a month. And even out of I am Ahmedabad, you had to worry, where can I stay in Mumbai? So in the last 30 years, we've seen the growth. The new generation is coming and saying, so what? And they're a little more brazen, they're a little more aggressive. And so I think the world is starting to come to terms with the fact that this is a different India. So some of them are, some of them are in denial. Some of them are in denial. Some mm. of them say, we are not deep tea, but that's okay. <laughs> go there. Like, uh, uh, you know. That's a red rag to me. Don't go there. <laughs> so. Well, uh, you know, I don't know if you mind me saying this because obviously. Um, I, I heard uh, your podcast on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. A, and a few. So, so a, f a few <laughs> weeks ago, uh, th there was the non-striker run out or to use the vernacular others use, the man cat, rightly or wrongly. And... Um, it's, it, it quickly, and it will probably happen again, but it turned um, from a perhaps a, um, a casual debate about people's feelings about the law to, the, to this, um, it started to take on this dimension of, I felt, you know, moral superiority across mm. cultures and mm. who owns the game. And, and once I detected that, I felt very um, concerned about... Uh, uh, about the whole discussion and and you know you were kind enough to get in touch with me with your view about yeah. that i hope you don't mind me saying no, that no, and when, when i when you did that you know that really stopped me in my tracks to think you know this 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 is a discussion about something far greater and he's becoming about something far greater than you know where the non-striker should stand uh and but but it's it's fascinating to me you know all those dimensions all those layers that sit underneath a discussion between the Anglosphere and Asia about how to apply laws that were written by, you know, the, yeah. the, the Anglos, you know, like, and do, would I be right in detecting some of that feeling from you when we come, when it comes to discussing how laws are applied and, and how people try and own it subtly or otherwise? I love that you use the word culture because that was the one Ben Stokes picked up. When in, in replying to my tweet and he said, do you think it's culture? What I meant when I said culture was, mm. your culture is what you're taught as a kid growing up. Mm. If as a kid growing up, you're told, if someone's left the crease too early, you don't run him out or mm. don't run her out. That's absolutely fine by me. That's the way you choose to play cricket, that's fine. Someone nicks and doesn't walk, we were told as kids growing up, you must walk. If someone doesn't, that's the way they choose to play the game. The Aussies always said, look, there's an umpire there to do a job. That's okay with me mm. as long as you do not impose your culture on me. Exactly. Mm. So it's just as wrong for me to tell them as it is for them to tell me. Yeah. Mm. So I, I was disappointed that they were sitting in judgment of a woman. Can't say girl. They were sitting in judgment of a woman who played by the laws of the game and gave her a lot of grief because she played by the laws of the game and were actually on the side of someone who I thought, and I'm entitled to think that way because I don't know her individually as a person, was seeking to get an advantage. And I've always thought, everyone says cricket's a noble game, right? Cricket's a noble game. That's what we were taught when we were growing up. And I still do believe that cricket's a fabulous, fabulous life lesson in itself. But nobility is, it's 19 yards between two creases. If you want to claim the reward of running between two creases, then you run 19 yards. Hmm. You cannot say, I will run 18 and a half yards and still claim the credit for running 19 yards and take the run. Mm. And what I would like to see is a World Cup final, and it's not impossible because you've seen a World Cup final go on boundary count backs, to see a World Cup final where there's two runs needed to win, one for a super over, or as many super overs as you want, and there's a run out opportunity at the striker's end, and the non-striker who's completed the run is in by a quarter of an inch but has actually left the non-striker's crease six inches early. I'd love to see that happening against people who like, who are open to the idea of walking out and see what they say. Mm. 
So there's laws, there's spirit. I, I think when the game becomes so big, you've got to say, yeah, there is spirit of the game. What is spirit of the game? Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, who, the the, who decides know, what the spirit of the game is? Mm. Yeah, those who believe mm. they're in power, you know. Correct. Yeah. Correct. The US determines how the rest of the world should be and sells them arms. Yes. Australia, Australia said, we draw the line here. Yeah. India's now saying, we will not play here, we will not play there. Everyone in power flexes their muscles and says, what is right is what we think to be right. Yes. And it's constantly in contest. Yeah. In, uh, in great cricket, there's a, there's a spirit, of, spirit of cricket award at the end of the season. And the club that uh, accrues the most points for Spirit of Cricket um, wins the Spirit of Cricket award. And I remember consistently when I was playing, the, the worst bunch of blokes in the competition used to win that, win that award every single year. But we had a beer after the game and they were really good for a chat. So I don't even know what Spirit of Cricket is in yeah. Australia. <laughs> I'll tell you what Spirit of the Cricket drinking. is. In that very game, when Deepi Sharma ran out Charlotte Dean, it was also Julan Goswami's last game. Yes. And the, yeah, English, yeah. and the English women gave her a guard of honor and she walked through, to me that is spirit of the game, mm -hmm. to say, I will not let you take my wicket because it's your last test match. I won't give you a freebie on leg stump to pull. I'll try and get you out first ball, but I will respect what you have done for our game mm. till such time as you play your first ball. When you finish, I'll shake hands. I love the idea of people shaking hands at the end of, at the end of a match because that reminds you that it is still a game. Mm. We have all these war references and whatever, which are nonsense. It's not a war, it's just a game. <laughs> but to me, that is spirit of the game. They mm. say, once the game is over, we're still friends, guys. When you cross mm. the line, we play hard. When you come back mm. off the line, and that's why I like the way the Aussies play it. Yeah. So you play hard and then you're friends mm. again. To me, that is spirit of the game. That, mm. that can toxify too in Australia because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes players oh, go, I'm, I'm, I'm going to behave almost criminally towards you on the field, but if I say to you, let's have a beer afterwards to sustain my alcohol problem, then I'm all of a sudden a good person. <laughs> I played a game with a guy who um, abused me on the field and in the handshakes, he was holding his daughter in the handshakes afterwards. So I was like, oh, well, he must be a nice guy. Then. Yeah. You know? uh, I still yeah. think about him most days. It's, it's, um, it's difficult, dangerous to make those assessments. Yeah. I once made an assessment about somebody uh, and I said, oh, looks like a really nice guy because you're coming <laughs> back from the ground and he was showing me pictures of his family and his daughters <laughs> and, uh, and the next thing I know he's in jail for six years. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's someone you know, so we won't take his name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just on the, um, we've, we've really enjoyed covering Indian cricket and the Asian century and coming to learn more about the country and what you say about young India is so consistent with some of our experiences and, and, and most of our, of our audience is that as well. Uh, the, the, can I take you back to the moment at the Gabba where um, India beats Australia, knocks us over. At the time, um, were you expecting... Was that an arrival of sorts for you when thinking about this Indian cricket team? Were you expecting consistent dominance from then on? I mean, this is when we started getting from Justin Langer, etc. these uh, comments like, well, there's 1.3 billion of them. They should be winning all the time and, and all that kind of thing. Um, you know, do, do you agree with that? Or do you think the team is still a work in progress and that kind of uh, utopia of India destroying everybody is still, uh, still yeah. a ways away? The 1.3 billion is an interesting one. People often say you should win more Olympic medals because you're 1.3 billion people. Effectively, you're 150 million. You're not one, <clears throat> sorry, you're not 1.3 billion because mm. for a lot of people, survival is more important than That's aiming right. for an Olympic medal. Mm. Because you're 1.3 billion, you, if you want to look for rich people, you'll find them. If you want to look for mm. poor people, you'll find lots of them. So we are lots of countries in one. We're a, we a miracle of geography mm. that we're all one country and we're still, we're still doing so well. But when you're 1.3 billion people, that makes it so much more difficult to select a team. I remember many years ago, I had the, a lot of I was stars in my eyes. I got to interview Sagarfield Sobers. Wow. And I'm thinking, right, don't make a fool of yourself. Don't make a fool of yourself. It's like us now. And I yes. said, how come Barbados? Nah. <laughs> how, how come Barbados? Such a tiny little island. He said, because we don't lose any players. <laughs> he said, where you come from, you probably lose more players than we have. Mm. So the 1.3, it's okay. But yeah, but, but, but Rishabh Pant? Yeah. 20 years ago, you wouldn't have seen that. You, you watch Rahul Dravid play. Yeah. Even, even the, the second coming of Tendulkar. The, the early Tendulkar was the first sign that somebody will bat like that. I mean, you had, you had players before. You had Farooq Engineer, you had Budhi Kundaran, you had the Virendra Saivag. You had players like those. But the Tendulkar Mark I was someone who played white ball cricket like that. I think that was the inspiration for a Saivag. Mm. But, it, but this generation will Hardik Pandya, Rishabh Pant, yeah. 
they backed themselves. Earlier, when we, when we learned to play cricket, and we played only a low level of cricket, batting was about not getting out. Mm-hmm. And I've said this before, but it, we lived in a very socialist, state-controlled economy where you didn't, your salary was all you had. We were a very saving, survival-driven society. So you hit the ball in the air, that's another way of getting out, not a way of clearing the field. So batting for us was not getting out, yes. not scoring runs, not mm-hmm. getting out. Mm-hmm. And so you had test matches scored, played at 1.8 runs and over. The new generation says, yeah, I'll get out. But if I don't get out, I'll win. Mm-hmm. When we were at school, we were always, we, not us, but so many around us, were put in coaching classes for subjects we were weak in. Today's parents are putting kids into classes where they, the children are good at. Mm. So the Rishabh Pants of this world will say, if I go over the fielder and I get it, I've got a four. My generation would say, but if I don't go over, I'll get caught. So that's, that's the difference. They see what mm. is possible. Mm. We were scared of what might happen. Mm. And I think that is the, uh, that is the Panth, Hardik Pandya kind of generation. Mm. I hope Rishabh just keeps playing the way he does. I, I, there's no real suggestion that he will not. But, um, you know, like there was a conversation not that long ago about, you know, play Sahar, he's the better wicketkeeper. And, uh, <laughs> you know, then like, then, then... I got a lot of grief for that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then uh, you know, Rishabh gets out the way he does in South Africa where he basically gets, he gets talked out, really. But then he's just won so many games. You know, the Gabba was just one of many now that he scored these test hundreds. I mean, the guy could have had like 15 test hundreds by now. You know, he's got a few 90s, doesn't he? Mm. I just hope that he doesn't like suffocated by the, the weight of... Um, uh, criticism, I suppose, which is inevitably going to come with you know the population and the scrutiny and the the love of the team. That I just hope he he just keeps going because this guy might be he's on he's on track to be better than Gilchrist. You know, the, mm. like we, like like something we've never seen before. That is such a big name to take. Yeah, Gilchrist, mm. because Gilchrist did it for a long time. Sure, I did two or three things about Rishabh. One is his keeping has improved beyond recognition. I agree. Yeah, yeah. So we always thought he was a bit of a flapper behind the stumps, mm. but his keeping to spin on turning tracks in India has improved beyond recognition. So that that is one thing. Mm-hmm. He has captaincy ambitions, mm. but I still think he's a far better Test player than a T Twenty player. It's mm, interesting mm. because. As Sevak said about David Warner, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. As Sevak yeah. said about Warner, you'll yeah. be a great Test player because yeah. all these shots that you're hitting in mm. T20 cricket, they're all boundaries in Test match cricket. Mm. So Rishabh, is, Rishabh, I think, is a better Test player than a one-day player than a T20 player because sometimes in T20, as we used to say about Sevak, he tries to play quicker than Pant. Mm. Mm. And maybe he's, as I, and I was doing a Krigbas show with Sevak, and he said, I think Rishabh needs to figure out what he wants to be in T20 cricket. Does he, does he want to be number three? Does he want to be number five? Does he want to be a finisher? Does he want to be a top order destroyer? And our, ex, and our expectations from Rishabh are so high that he tends to get weighed on different scales as everybody else. Mm. And so we've got Dinesh Karthik, who's at the age of 37, 38, hasn't played for India in the T20 World Cup since 2010, mm. has reinvented himself as a 15-ball batsman, 20-ball batsman. Mm. But there's no doubt. I mean, Rishabh will do well. Yeah. Rishabh is... I thought when he improved his wicket-keeping that I thought there's a very serious young kid here. This, mm. this is not just someone who wants to go and bash the ball. And he, he I mean, he used to travel three hours up to Delhi to, to practice, get a game, three hours back home with his mother. Mothers make more cricketers than fathers, by the way. In, mm. that, that's, that's my view. Mm. So he's, he's had it the hard way. He's not had it easy. Mm. Yeah. But sometimes in India, what happens is we have people who've worked their backside off through disadvantaged families or families that haven't had very much and suddenly these riches welcome them, it's very difficult to stay grounded. Mm. Mm. That is the biggest challenge in our cricket. How, how do you get these young kids to stay grounded? I, but I think, I think largely they've done a very good job. I think you talk to someone like Hardik, who's matured beyond recognition from someone who would shoot his mouth off sometimes. Uh, Rishab is headed there. I think he's a good kid. So hope, hopefully he will, yeah. But Rishab is very popular in Australia, I've noticed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, we'll, we'll Aussies like people who come and do well against them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. They're the only people we respect, you know. And we, <laughs> and we don't we don't watch anything that happens while we're asleep, which means we're still waking up to the IPL. But uh, which, is, which is also why we never write New Zealand. But the IPL yeah. is a great. <laughs> <laughs> the IPL is the greatest mass migration of Australians to India, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's yeah, 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 that's right. All yeah. seem to be going over there. I don't know why. Uh, 
It's funny with Rishabh, isn't it? Uh, not, not to labour on him, but um, he, his cavalier approach uh, can sometimes look reckless to people. But we were talking to Shane Watson, who's helped us out a lot, uh, who coached mm, at Delhi, who, who said uh, that he works so hard, Rishabh. And you're right, he, he's an extremely ambitious person behind the scenes. It's sometimes the uh, the looks can deceive. But uh, I suppose where he goes wrong with Dinesh Kartik in the T20 side is he doesn't own the array of shirts, the shirts. that Dinesh yeah. Kartik has. Or, or <laughs> you noticed that? Yeah. <laughs> I've known DK for many years and that was one side of him I didn't know either huh. yeah. he's, and, and he's a fledgling broadcaster himself as well I, I was going to ask you about uh, I guess you know broadcasting is your test cricket you know and, that, and that's yeah. something that you're a, a legend of the game at I mean who do you who do you like in terms of players who have made the transition to broadcasting whether it be calling themselves or being analysts or, 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 or whatnot? I go back to what Ian Chappell told us when we were starting out. Chappelle is my guru for work ethic. He's, he's outspoken, he's got a point of view, all that's fine, but his work ethic, absolute professional. So I'd look at Chappelle and say, okay, that, that's how you must be as, as a broadcaster. And he said, if you're a former captain, you get two years in the box. If you're a former player, you get two years in the box. If you're a former captain, you might get a third year in the box. After that, it's how good you are as a broadcaster. Mm. And I tell all the young players coming, and I, I can say that now because I, I don't know how much longer I've got left, so I'm mm. a little more secure. But I keep telling them, if you try and pretend to be the expert in the box, there will be another expert coming along soon who's more relevant than you are. Mm. Will you, if you can try to become a broadcaster, then you've got a much longer future. If you could just say, you know what, I've played 25 test matches. Yeah. Yay, you all, behold, come listen to the Oracle. You don't have much of a life. So what I liked about Dinesh Karthik, before he went to England for Sky, he just messaged me very politely saying, whenever you're free, can I have a word with you? I said, DK, we've known each other for, for a while, just call. So we, I called him back and he said, what are the things I need to be careful about? How do, the, how do the breaks work? What do I need to do? There's three commentators. When do you say? When do you not say? What's your preparation? He didn't say how many shirts I need to take. <laughs> but, because I, I mean, I love, I love gigs where they give us clothing yeah. and there's one blue shirt, one pink shirt, one gray shirt, and you just have to pick one of the three and go to the game. Yeah. But he was, he was prepared. He knew what he was getting into. He works at it. He set up a little studio at home with a little backdrop there. So he's... He's very serious about what mm. he wants to do. I think Ashwin is very serious about what he wants to do. Mm. He's becoming a, an Instagram star. He's multilingual too. So I like players who look upon broadcasting as and give, give broadcasting careers 70% of what they give as when they were players. Mm. They, you can never give 100%. Mm. I mean, can you imagine going out, open the innings on a Boxing Day test match and it's not the same thing working on a test match as a commentator. Mm. But if you can say, this is my second career, and I will give it 70%, 80% of what I gave my original career, you'll be successful. I know um, Ian Bishop is a guy that I really like, and I know that... Um, Everyone for, does. For, mm. for, yeah, yeah, shocker, yeah. Mm. So Sachin's last game, his last innings, you and Ian Bishop were on commentary, weren't you, together? And you had like a real nice bit of like camaraderie where he, he sort of like held back and he let you speak because he knew that... Um, you had a, a stronger relationship with with Sachin, right? And that's uh, that must be a great skill to work with as well. That comes with like years of broadcasting. You're not getting in the way with another person, not thinking that your voice is more important than someone else. And I I, I just recognise that just just thinking about Sachin's career and, and big moments that you've had as well. But that's that's also down to a, a, you know a camaraderie in the commentary box, a very tangible uh, thing that you can relate to where teamwork is important. It's it's as important who you work with. Then, like, it, like even Sam and I, like it works better with two of us. No one really cares what I have to say unless Sam laughs at it. <laughs> I think what you're just saying is me getting in the way of you. That, that, that's the point. That's the point you've been trying well, to I make. I want to bring harsher to serious. Am I getting too serious on this program? Yeah. Am, I, am I holding you guys back from being who you are? No, no, no. <laughs> are you trying to be too respectful to age? No, no. I, was, I, yeah. was just, I suppose but I'm just thinking like um, you know, no, who, you, who you work yeah. with is... Uh, it's very important. It's very L important. Live yeah. television is a team sport. Yeah. Live television is made by the engineering crew mm. all the others the anchor the front man the commentators they're all the icing on the cake someone else bakes the cake mm. we're all the icing on the cake sometimes we're only the ribbon on the wrapper it's, it's done by the camera crew the sound crew increasingly the graphics and especially and the um, analytics crew they, they make the telecast mm. we are the, we're the ribbon on top but it helps to be a team and I still remember Bish that day. I've actually said thank you to him mm -hmm. because when I, I sort of looked at him and we we're on camera so I can show it, he said, and after a while I said, Bish, 
And after a while, all he said was, he said, yeah, it was your, you knew the thing better. But he, he said, I wish every young cricketer in the world listens to what Sachin just said. That's all he wanted to say at the end. And I said, thank you, Bish. And it's just, I mean, I knew Tendulkar since he was 14. Yeah, sure. So I, yeah. I knew, for example, I just told somebody, I knew he was going to go back to the ground and bend down to the ground and sort of pay a base and come back. But what happens when Carlos Brathwaite is batting with 19 left? Who's <laughs> on air? Why does that happen? Yeah. 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 So good things happen to good people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hashi, yeah. But it's a, it's common Sorry. broadcasting etiquette. Sorry. It's common broadcasting that if someone from your country is your country is about to win, yeah. then it's your voice that that goes on it and it comes with being secure in the box. Mm. If you want to hog that one line, then you get known very quickly, but it's general broadcasting etiquette that suppose you and me are on air together and we're calling the T20 final, it's India versus India versus Australia, maybe it's Maxwell, maybe it's Tim David. <laughs> And it's nine, it's three to get of three balls. You do the calling, not me. Mm. So are you saying that uh, Sky got it wrong in the 2019 <laughs> World Cup with Ian Smith on? <laughs> just bashing New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just New Zealand again, just yeah. copying it. He's a seriously yeah. good broadcaster. Yeah. Though. But I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Can I ask, I mean, we're talking about all these great moments in cricket, you know, Sachin's last game, 2019 World Cup, Rishabh Pant dominating the Gabba, etc. But, I mean, really, cr- cricket about 90% of the time is pretty drab uh, and boring. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the narrator and you, yeah. uh, I'm sure you wake up in the morning like a lot of us and, and you're, you're very grateful for the job that you have. Uh, and I know that you will say that. So I'm just closing that argument off for you now. But um, when is cricket boring for you? You know, is, or maybe not boring. When do you wake up and go, ah, day three, what's going to go on here? Because, you know, <laughs> we, we play grade cricket. We, we, we revel in the darkness and the brutality and the drabness of the game, you know. Do, do how you, do how you can have you days? revel in the brutality and the drabness at the same time? How can brutality be drab? Bru- age, okay, I'm going to put them in a family of parts of cricket that aren't great, you know. Uh, yeah. do, do you have days where you just think, ah, cricket, it's... Uh, 27th over <laughs> of a one-day international that's going nowhere. Yeah. 27th over of a one-day international. That's when you say, right, 13 overs left for the game. You say, no, mm. 23 plus 50. That's 73 yeah, yeah, overs yeah. still to be played. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. that happens because, as, as, as it used to be now, but overs 15 to 40 are a non-aggression pact between the two teams. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my line. It's, 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 it's not it's my right. line. Some, yeah, someone right. else said it Ceasefire. first. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes, sometimes uh, in the middle of a one-day game or in a, in a test match that's going nowhere, luckily what T20 has done is it's shown people the power of aggressive cricket. And that's why I don't mind what Brendan McCullum is doing. Oh, Kiwi. I don't mind what Ben Stokes is doing. <laughs> I don't mind what Ben Stokes is doing with English cricket. Saying I'll always look at the positive side of being aggressive rather than what if I get out. Then test cricket has become so much more exciting now then it used to be a little while ago when you're playing for survival. Playing for survival is drama of its own, but yeah, but it's still, it's still cricket is still earning a livelihood from mm. it. It's, life can't be better. Well, let's, can we talk about some of your great, um, I was going to say catchphrases, do a turn of phrase over the years. There's been so many good ones. Have been? Um, Have there? Do I just, oh, yeah, I just, yeah, I've, got, I've, got, I've got a couple here. Got it, a couple it, here. it actually scares the daylights out of me that people remember. Mm. Well, I've actually been um, chronologing this, uh, okay. sorry, cr- sorry, chronicling this uh, for, for decades now. But um, do you remember when you said, doesn't matter what your hamstring or groin is saying, you are a champion? No. You don't remember that? No. Oh, it's a famous one. I've mm. never, no, no one's brought it up so far either. Oh, okay. It's actually our, our title uh, slogan of our IPL show. Yeah, we... Um, probably. When did I say that? Yeah. Illegally. You said it uh, in the IPL final, Trent Bolt was bowling. And you said, doesn't matter what your groin or hamstring is saying, you are a champion. Champion, champion, champion. <laughs> I think we put the echo on. <laughs> sorry. sorry, that's right. Yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah. No, you don't remember that? No. I think you black out when you're commentating. I think mm, that's what's mm, going on. Maybe, sometimes. <laughs> but it's true. I, I don't remember the next day. Okay. Mm. What about, um, oh, what a shame. It's like a soldier who survived the yeah. war when all the bullets were flying by his nose and then got run over by a bicycle in his <laughs> native town. I remember that. <laughs> what was that one? It was, it's been, I've been reminded of that many times. Okay. I think it, it, it was 
was, was, it, was it, it was either Sehwag or Tendulkar who had gone through a very torrid phase and then got out to a part-timer. Yes, that's right. Mm. It was Vaughan getting Tendulkar. Michael Vaughan getting Tendulkar born yep. through the pads. Mm. Luckily, I know Michael very well now. And... Oh, he, he never stops reminding us about I'm the sure. fact that he's yeah. got Tenduka bowled through the pads, but he's also got somebody else bowled through the pads like that, yeah. uh, through Baron Pad, the classic off-spinner's dismissal. Yeah. Yeah. Who was that? Who was I the other don't one? Remember. Right, yeah, yeah, mm. no, yeah. It's your age to remember, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, open the textbook, turn to page yeah. 32. Tenduka straight driving Ishan oh, Sharma. Oh, you're all over yeah, that one. Nice. That's your ringtone. No, because on every, birthday, <laughs> on every birthday of mine, someone pulls these things up and sends them to me. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, what about when you said this in reply to someone, but I never took my shirt off? <laughs> I think it was a sort of. <laughs> it was a sort of. It was a sort of, yeah. About him taking the shirt off yeah. at Lord's. And yeah. you know, that became a seminal moment yeah. as a coming of age of Indian culture looking to England and not and saying sort of, yeah, words that some others are more comfortable using, but yeah. <laughs> he took off his shirt at Lord's and yeah. everyone said, wow, yeah. this is India showing, going into the bastion of English culture and being irreverent about it. But yeah, I told Especially at the home of cricket. <laughs> <laughs> One of the homes yeah. of cricket. Yeah, yeah. Look, I don't mind them calling themselves a home of cricket. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they can't tell me to call it yeah, the home yeah, of cricket. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Any place that's home of cricket, this one is. You guys are. I was going to say to those listening, you, you've, got the, you've got the hum of uh, the, the drinks, um, <laughs> yeah. I guess, holder there. It's got beers and wines and they've got people walking in and out looking at us going, what's going on here? <laughs> uh, the Great Vista. They, these are, you know, if these walls could talk at St. Joseph Cricket College, what would they say? Well, there'd be uh, a criminal investigation, I suspect. That's right. We shouldn't be on the school grounds. Uh, but um, Maybe they're whispering carpet DM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or get out. Yeah. Uh, Which of you do is Robin? <laughs> we talked to Greg Chappell a few years ago mm-hmm. who was, you know, speaking of, uh, of those symbolic moments, sort of, with his, with his rig out at Lord's. Uh, and, and Chappell was saying that, that, that India is, um, is much better at identifying good cricketers from its, like, vast population. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would, would you agree with that? Do you, do you think it's... Do, and do you think there's more to improve upon there as well. Do you think we're gonna, you're gonna, India's gonna get better at finding all of those cricketers that may still get lost, as, as Sober yeah. said? But then only 11 can still make it to the national side. So you might end up delivering hope and not being able to fulfill that hope. Mm-hmm. And that's why the IPL is so good, because the IPL's given a stage to so many people who wouldn't otherwise have dreamt of being on that stage. So suddenly you've got 10 teams, seven Indians at 70, so you need about 100, 110 players where earlier 15, 16, 17 got the stage, now 110 are getting that stage. So it's, it's encouraging a lot of people to come through. But I think kids in India play more cricket than anywhere else in the world because you've got under, under 14, under 15 tournaments, you've got under 17 tournaments. By the time an Indian goes to play the under 19 World Cup, he's played far more cricket than anybody else. There have been people who go to the under 19 World Cup with first class hundreds. Mm. We'd love that. Pujara was scoring a triple at 14-15. Tendulkar mm. got multiple triples at 14-15. Mm. There's a lot of players like that who... And I think one of the good things, and that's not yet been affected by T20 cricket, is they still play reasonably long-form cricket at a young age. Mm. So you'll find a lot of them have, have good techniques. Mm. I think our grassroots coaching for batting is still very good. I'm not sure it's as great with fast bowling, but it's uh, our grassroots coaching with batting is very good. So you get all these people and they play such a lot of cricket. You've got interstate under 15, interstate under 17 cricket. Mm. So they play a lot of cricket. So they get identified very quickly. Mm-hmm. And the under-19 World Cup is huge in India. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. everybody wants to play the under-19 World Cup. Mm. And so Rahul Dravid said, I think when he was coach, he said, you can only play one, you can't play two. Because that, that solved two things at one time. It prevented people from staying under 19 when they no longer were, uh, wow. which you won't understand. I mean, you, you could be 20 and claim to be 18. Yes. So that is what he was trying to prevent. Yes. And he said, if you've played the under 19 World Cup two years ago and you're still playing the under 19 World Cup, you're not grown enough. Mm-hmm. So only one under 19 World Cup. I still think I could play under 19 World Cup. I'm 36. <laughs> I could just get some Botox, but I think I could, I could fudge some paperwork and... Yeah, just shave twice a day. Yeah. No, <laughs> under 19's okay. Under 19's okay. I saw an under 15 World Cup with a, f- with a kid with a full grown beard playing. Yeah, I remember Under those 15 days. World Cup. They used to have those. They, there was one mm. long, long ago. Mm. Shoaib Malik played that. I think Mohammad Kaif played that. Yeah. Right. Yuvraj might have played that. Under 15 World Cup. Mm. <laughs> I got with a full beard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
That was always the thing when you were playing as a teenager, though. You'd, mm. you'd turn up and the opposition team would have their fast bowlers bowling on the other side of the wicket and one of them would have a beard and yeah. you'd be afraid of them. Yeah. It was never related to how fast they were at bowling, but just the sheer ability to grow a beard and yeah. the, the masculinity were, of it. But if they were wearing a white shirt, white trousers and a black belt... <laughs> then, you, then you knew, yeah, you knew yeah. they couldn't. That's right. That's right. They turned up from karate class, the wrong ground. Not even that black belt, a proper yeah. leather yeah. black belt. I mean, I, I, I learned that when I was playing lower division cricket. Our school yeah. used to play in, yeah. the, in the league system in Hyderabad, mm. and we were in the C division. And we used to have company teams also in the C division. Mm. And the bosses had to play, right? So mm. the company teams were often seven or eight decent players and three bosses who had to play because they did the... Uh, uh, the, the assessment, employee assessment at the end of the year. So they had to play, they had to get good batting numbers. And when, when we saw people wearing a black colored belt <laughs> and a little protuberance around the middle, yeah. you knew you wanted to be batting when they were bowling. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so you weren't, you weren't worried about the beard there. Yeah. So I wonder if WG Grace was any good because yeah. I think that was his setup as well. Yeah, that was his know? setup. Yeah. Yeah, and he also put the bills back when he was out, didn't he? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that, they were allowed to do that because that was sort of, was sort of yeah, their game, was, yeah. and it was at the home of cricket. So. <laughs> yeah. um, and, they, and they tell stories better than anybody else. Mm. They chronicle stories better than anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if I could ask you to get your crystal ball out, Harsha, um, mm -hmm. and obviously everything you say will be wrong, um, and you'll be <laughs> criticised for it. I love the way you're trying so hard to be correct and yet irreverent. <laughs> <laughs> so be irreverent. Come on. <laughs> um, Where's the IPL going? Because at the moment it's what three months, two, two, almost, three months, almost two at the moment, but it will become three. Right mm. now, like in sort of in, within our lifetimes, or maybe ten years, are we going to look back at season twenty twenty two, season twenty twenty three, and thinking, wow, why was the IPL only two and a bit months long? Do, is it going to? Do you think it'll be six months one day? Is it going to be? It, will it overtake international cricket? Do you think? I remember thinking about this seven, eight years ago mm -hmm. and thinking whether cricket would move from being nation versus nation to the football style, club versus right. club, where you occasionally played for your country. But I think the culture, the, the respect, the tradition runs far too deep in our, in our game. There's still the great desire. I mean, the, the Aussies romanticize the baggy green. In mm -hmm. India, we say the men in blue. There's so much pride that's been delivered across generations of playing for your country that I don't think cr cricket will go the football way but it might become lesser and lesser. Mm. And you might find franchise cricket getting stronger and stronger. It will all come down to television ratings, in my view. Mm. We can, three of us romantics can sit here and talk for six hours, eight hours, 12 hours about where the game is going. It will eventually be determined by television ratings or increasingly in the, in the internet age by number of hits, number of views, because that is where the money will come in and it has to be a self-sustaining enterprise. So commerce must live alongside the romantic. The romantics die early if there's no commerce associated. So it might, I, I don't know if it'll go beyond three months. Already people are saying 94 games. <sighs> Long-running soap operas. Can mm. it be, what's the longest-running soap opera in Oz? Uh, well, probably Neighbours, but it just... Uh, how how long has it been running? Well, it, it just closed just down, finished. actually. It's very sadly. 30, 30, years. 30 years. 30 years, yeah. five days a week? Yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. Big in the UK. 12 months a year? Mm. So oh, can, yeah, big time, yeah. So can you have a three-hour episode, five days a week, seven days a week? Around the year, six months a year, which mm. is what T20 cricket does. Mm. Live sport is the last appointment viewing in the OTT era, in, mm. the, uh, in the streaming era. Yeah. Live sport is the last appointment viewing left. Yeah. You can, earlier you watch the news or there's a movie coming on at 8 o'clock, the mm. whole family finished mm. dinner mm. and all took their plates and sat down at 8 o'clock waiting for the movie to start. <laughs> <laughs> and then in India, we waited 10 minutes for the ads to get over. <laughs> And then, and then it just got into this dramatic scene. Ah, what's going to happen next? Ten minutes, six minute ad break. <laughs> yeah, and, right, a, and a yeah. two hour movie ran for four and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you're okay with that. Yeah. Now we're not. So there's no appointment viewing left. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know. It's a question I cannot answer mm. whether it'll last six months. Because if the IPL lasts for six months, then what happens to the Big Bash and what happens to yeah. cricket around the world? Yeah. Or does, do the borders go like they've gone in football? You just go and play wherever you want? Mm. I think, think three-month IPL is a reality. The three-month IPL will last for a while, and India's ensured that there's no other cricket happening at that time, so the best players are coming there. Mm. But definitely franchise cricket will grow in importance. Yeah. And in some parts of the world, will overtake, or is already in the process of overtaking nation versus nation cricket. I mean, you look at the West Indies team that's come to the T20 World Cup. Yeah. Who's not in it is yeah. more news than who's in yeah, it. Yeah, it's unbelievable, mm. yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I noticed Desmond Hain said, is that a bird? 
that means something else in this country. Does it? <laughs> I'll tell you what scares the daylights out of me. It's coming to Australia, making a perfectly harmless comment, and fearing that it means something else. Was that a winged creature? <laughs> wow, that is, that is amazing. Only we'll know what just happened. Um, <laughs> Harsha, uh, if you accept that uh, that world cricket is ultimately um, paid for by Indian TV money, uh, and Indian TV money comes from analysis on of, of Indians watching TV, uh, is it? And you're probably reluctant to speak for your country, but do Indians want the IPL as cricket more than anything else? Is the IPL the main game in town? Uh, do you think? Indians are interested in test cricket as a TV property. If you look at viewership data, Indian T20, when India plays T20 cricket, that is still the number one viewed sport. When India plays a big one-day international game, it may not be quite there. And then there's the IPL. So if India is playing a World Cup final, there's no comparison to that viewership and an IPL viewership. But over a period of time, day in, day out, the IPL gives you more viewership than anything else in India. Maybe anything else in Indian television mm. at the moment. So maybe not on one big day, but the IPL has now created, over 10, 12 years now, it's created a very large local fan base. So if Bangalore are playing, then the viewership in Bangalore shoots up. If Mumbai are playing, the viewership in Mumbai shoots up. It might drop in Kolkata. But overall, it, it, it looks very mm. good. The IPL, I don't think it'll ever become bigger. Mm. than playing for India. Mm. Though in all honesty, Quinton de Kock was asked a couple of years ago, what's the biggest moment in your life? And he said, winning the IPL with Mumbai Indians. And then someone said, South Africa. He said, but we haven't won much for South Africa. Mm. But it will, it will yes, mm. the IPL will. But you know, global powers wax and wane. Who would have thought that England would be going through the financial trouble, political trouble that it is when they once ruled the world? Mm. So at the moment, it's the Indian consumer who's fueling world cricket. Not as much. The BCCI is tapping into the Indian consumer. It's the Indian consumer who's the most important person in world cricket at the moment. But will it be the same 15 years from now? Would you have said 20 years ago that the Indian consumer will rule world cricket? When I started to, mm. to tour, I had to fill 30-page forms in triplicate to get a foreign exchange permit and got just enough foreign exchange to last the tour. I could not take you out for a meal or a drink. And that is in my lifetime. Mm. Who knows where the, where, the, where the game is headed? Uh, so, if you if you told me 30 years ago that it's going to be like this, I mean, when I came to Australia in in 91, I was I, I knew exactly how much money I had on me, and I had to be careful of how much I was spending. And so, if you told me then that this is what it would be now, you don't know. So, you no idea where the world is headed. Mm. Suddenly, India's economy might crash. People might say there's a scandal brewing somewhere else. The IPL is not really what we thought it was. And just like the dot-com bust, people talk about the dot-com boom, the dot-com bust, you don't know where it'll go. Mm. People might say 20 overs is too long, let's play five over cricket. <laughs> Someone once told me, well, sir, will there be a time when teams will go to toss and come? Mm. Mm. And, now, and do you know how much Bitcoin you've got on you now? <laughs> I don't have any Bitcoin. <laughs> You know, sometimes it helps to be technologically challenged. <laughs> yes. I have no idea yeah. about Bitcoin. Yeah. But I, I, just, I just follow. I, I noticed it was $40,000 and it's come down to $17,000, yeah, $18,000. Yeah, yeah. My friend Alan Wilkins bought into Bitcoins and he can't get out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alan, what have you done? What have you done? Um, well, let's, let's date this interview now and talk about the current World Cup. Um, there's yeah. no Boomerah, there's no Jadeja. I think there's five of the guys haven't played in Australia before. Um, will India win any games this World Cup? Will they make it out of the group? Um, will they ever play cricket again? Why did it take you so long to come <laughs> straight at that? I don't think India are favourites. Mm -hmm. No, I don't think India are favourites because I don't think India... Have, I, I think bowlers win tournaments. Mm -hmm. I think batsmen win you matches, bowlers win you, win you tournaments. And I don't, I don't know if India have the bowling and whether that will force the batsmen to feel the need to score an extra 20, 25 runs. I genuinely believe England and Australia are the two best teams at this, at this tournament. I think Australia a little bit more than England because I think Australia bowl better than England. Bumrah's is a huge loss yeah. because all of a sudden you're saying, OK, now who bowls at the back end? And so one, I need two bowlers bowling at the back end. I need more overs at the back end. So who's going to bowl up front? Therefore, should I play Ashwin ahead of Chahil? Because Ashwin might give me two overs in the power play. So the whole bowling structure's got changed. Mm -hmm. 
So, and it tells you if, if the absence of one cricketer can spoil your balance, it means you don't have enough cricketers. We were talking earlier about how many cricketers there are. And I'm, I'm not too worried about the batsmen not having come to Australia before because with analytics and television and mm. I mean, everyone knows everything. It's the other way around when Australia come to India. I think David yeah. Warner's played more matches in India than some of the Indian players. I think but the Australian batters are better suited to playing in India yeah, yeah. than playing here. I agree. Why? Because small boundaries, they can hit sixes too. <laughs> <laughs> they probably play more T20 cricket in India, to be honest, than they mm. play here. Warner, Warner makes TikTok videos in Telugu. One <laughs> <laughs> is South Indian. He, yes. he, he used to be from Sydney. He's South Indian now. Yeah. I think he feels more respected in India than yeah. he does here. Yeah. In Hyderabad, which is yeah. my original stuff. Yeah. He is absolutely loved. Mm. And when they let him go, there were protests and mm. there were big social media movements saying, We want Warner best back. They call him Warner Garu, which is a form of respect, sir, coming back. And Warner and his family were welcomed in Hyderabad. Mm. So it's feel like that. AB de Villiers is God in Bangalore. Mm. Hmm. So anyway, but we're moving off. Hmm. I, I think Australia better placed actually, hmm. and I think the big move was Tim David. Yeah, I mean, because you could see it three months ago. Tim David had to play in place of Steve Smith. See what T20 is done. We're questioning Williamson. We're questioning Smith. We're questioning Kohli. Hmm. Root doesn't even get a game. Hmm. See what T20 is done. Hmm. Fifteen over fifteen ball players are. Hmm. Were their place in the side? Mm-hmm. I think Australia, England looking oh. one at the moment. I think Pakistan are dark horses. I, yeah. I mean, I didn't question Coley. Have you just questioned Coley on this show? <laughs> <laughs> He'll never Go play on. again. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> Go on, clickbait, clickbait. <laughs> That's what clickbait is. One, what? one hour. <laughs> so no, I didn't question him. Yeah, we didn't question Coley at any point. I deny what I said. <laughs> this is deep fake. Deep fake video. These cruel Aussies are trying to drive a wedge between us Indians. I think I'm, uh, I'm looking like forward Kohli. to Kohli this tournament. If, truly. There's one, if there's one place, Kohli, you'll always back Kohli to get form in it. Is, 100%. It is Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's like Rahul Dravid in England. England always to the rescue. Mm. Maybe it's Australia to the rescue. Mm. Even his fielding form in that warm-up the other day. Direct hit, run out, catch on the boundary. Mm. He looks he, happy. He's so fit. Yeah. Mm. He wants to be Djokovic. Yeah, he, want, yeah, he, he measures like body that. fat and whatever. Yeah, yeah. He looked at himself in the mirror in 2012 and said, can this kid become a world-class player looking the way he is? Because he's a proper West Delhi boy, yeah. you know, eating what West Delhi boys do, which is chole, paturi, oil, food and whatever. And he said, no. And, and he just went on a fiendish diet. Yeah. On the rare occasion that I've, I've met him socially, very rare occasion that I've met him socially, I, we were in Aravinda de Silva's house in Colombo. I'm not name dropping, but he'd invited mm-hmm. everybody. And there was Kohli in front of me. And I looked at his plate and I said, you can't eat porcelain. There's nothing in your plate. He said, no, I'm just looking around. And he pecked at the salad. He pecked at something else. But he said, I can't eat that. And I can't eat that. And I can't eat that. Mm. And this new generation is so careful about what they eat and how much they train and and how many Instagram videos they've posted of them in the gym. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to do that. You talk about Instagram. I'd love to post pictures of me doing weights in Instagram and get someone to morph the pictures and make the weights bigger. I think that'd bang on social. That'd be amazing. There you go. Someone would tell me, Uncle, be careful. (laughs) (laughs) Uncle hurts. (laughs) Uncle hurts. Actually getting massive in the gym. I like it. Um, there's obviously a big game on Sunday, India-Pakistan. Uh, yes. I'm oh, yeah, sure, heard of that. I'm not sure if you've caught the news. There seems to be a bit of tension between the two. Um, a little bit. They don't want to play. Uh, you know, the, the Asia Cup is obviously in Pakistan. Mm. India not going. Pakistan then saying we're going to pull out the World Cup. Is that going to add any level of spice? To it? Uh, does it need any more spice? I mean, these, this, is, this is the biggest game maybe Australian cricket's ever seen because mm. these two countries have never played in Australia before. The game sold out in half an oh, hour, they, I think. they played in 92 in Mackay. Oh, the famous McCoy game. Fam- no, they've played yeah. World Cups before. Yeah, yeah. 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 They've played so, World Cups before. Yeah. Not, not, not in Australia. Not, Once not, in Australia. Not, not, yeah. Yeah. 2015, the 50-year World Cup in Adelaide. Yeah. Did uh, they? Yeah. 2015 yeah. in Adelaide. Okay. info here. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. I promise you. I, I, I was at that game. That was the one evening I ordered room service in Australia. <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's how you remember these games. Yeah. What did you yeah. order? Yeah, what did you get? I don't know what I ordered, yeah. Yeah. but I didn't have the option of going out for a meal. Yes. Because you could not see an Aussie in Adelaide that day. Uh, right. You walk around. The, there's that mall in Adelaide right at the yeah, back yeah, yeah, where yeah, the hotels are. Beautiful yeah. mall. Yeah. We can do things you can't do in India. Just sit out and have mm. a nice Thai meal or Italian meal or mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know what Aussie food is, so I'm... What is Aussie food? <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that later. And you could not go because the city was overrun. I, 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 could have, I thought I was in Indore or Nagpur or, or somewhere. Really? 
And after India won, we normally like to walk back from the Adelaide Oval. It's one of the great walks yes, in the cricket yes, world. Yes, one of the great walks in the cricket world is mm. walking from wherever you are to the Adelaide Oval. Yes. And we were told you cannot walk back. So we had to get into a car and it took us half an hour to get back and the streets were absolutely full. The closest mm. hotel room you could get was 70 kilometers outside of Adelaide. So there you are. Wow. Mm. Wow. And Melbourne's about pre-show. three times bigger than Adelaide. Yeah. So. Yeah. Two hour pre-show. Yeah. Then yeah. I'm hosting for Star. The first hour went along absolutely smoothly. Then they opened the gates and started playing the music. And promise, uh, one plus two. So I, I'm hosting the two guests, right? Yeah. I'm hosting. I could not hear a word of what you were saying. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, it'll be like that at the MCG. So it's going to uh, be like that, yeah. It will yeah. be. But I don't think uh, what's happening outside the ground will bother the players. Because I think the players are very, very aware that they don't control what happens outside. Sure. They don't have a voice. It doesn't matter what they think about what happens outside because their job is just to go out and play. We sometimes forget that players need not be as worldly wise. They did not understand economics and politics and anthropology. They're just there to play cricket. So it won't. I, I don't think that will matter. It's a small thing in the tension in an India-Pakistan game. It's a tiny factor. Will we play the World Cup in 23 October? <laughs> 23 October is there. What about this World Cup? Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, who thinks about what's 12 months away? We are not long-range. Mm. We are not doing a long-range economic forecast that goes wrong anyway. Mm. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just to, just to just to conclude, Harsha, I know you're possibly disappointed that there hasn't been more irreverence in this in this discussion but we will feeling, leave it I have a feeling this is going to be the most boring great cricketer podcast ever because you were just I, I was actually when I said to you before I came I'm nervous about doing this because you guys are just too quick witted and too sharp and too smart and I'd be I'd, I'd look <laughs> I'd look old and I'd look another generation you guys have been too nice well, we let's do another to, five minutes and be yourself. Come on. Oh, I was just going to. I was going to say. I feel like we've done well because we're exiting this interview with you having questioned Kohli and then diminished India-Pakistan relations to something only small, uh, and they'll be the two lead headlines probably for the next few days in in uh, no, global sport. I just think that doesn't matter before an India-Pakistan game. Those are political decisions. Those change very quickly, you know. Mm. Uh, and Boris Johnson is prime minister one day, and next morning he isn't. So, and I, I think that's happened in Australia as well. Yeah. Yeah. One morning you go into a meeting as the Prime Minister and suddenly you realise there's been a revolt and you're outvoted and you come out and you're no longer the Prime Minister, sir. So you're saying Rohit might not be captain? (laughs) Yeah, now you're getting somewhere. Now you're getting somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) The fish are not biting today. (laughs) Rohit will be captain for a little while longer, yeah. Yeah. How much longer, Uh, I don't know. I I am actually conscious of your time, Harsha, because I think I'm the only one who can see it, and I know that you have another date to get to. So, um, And and by date, yeah, just another (laughs) arrangement. Um, A date. Listen, I've got this opportunity. You know, a date can mean many things. A date can mean many things like that bird. (laughs) A date can mean many things. (laughs) The winged creature. Well, whether it's a winged creature that you have a date with or, um, or just work, Harsha Bogle, we did want to reflect your own dignity in this interview and I think we warmed up to it quite nicely and, and hopefully the viewers have had what they wanted from it. But hopefully it's not the only time we chat as well because we'll be no. coming over to India and uh, may even be joining you in the Star Stable. I don't know. Uh, but... Um, Thank you so much for your time. Uh, St. Joseph's Cricket Club, thanks you for your time as well and uh, wishing you all the best for the World Cup and whatever else is ahead for you. Thank you. Happy to play host in India when, when you come along. India-Australia Test Cricket is, is, is fantastic. It's one of the great things in the sport still, India-Australia Test Cricket. So come along to India. Will can do. we come to your house? Come along. Welcome. You won't be there, but we can just come to your house. Yes. Good knock on the <laughs> no, door. no, I'll, I'll, I'll see to it that I'm there when you come. I, I, why would you want to come to my house when I'm not there? Yeah. I don't what know. did you have in mind? I've <laughs> <laughs> got a few ideas now. Yeah. Odd question like to ask off air, but yeah, when, when you're on air, you can ask anything. How much do you make? No, I'm kidding. Like, uh, no, don't answer that question. Five billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyone who's stuck with this interview has been rewarded uh, well, uh, by the end. Harsh and by the thanks so much. Cheers, man. Thank you. Awesome.